You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And coming up, we've got our preview for Oklahoma versus Nebraska, game of the century anniversary. It's been 50 years since that epic matchup was played between the number one and number two teams in the country. And This is a game that I think most Sooners fans, myself included, is really excited. We're really excited to get back on the schedule. I've been talking about it with several people throughout the week. And even going back to my interview with Tony Casillas from the summer, this is just one of those games that means a lot to the history of Oklahoma football and really the history of college football in particular. And it means a lot to the former players, fans of the team, you know, like, like I said on the you know the crossover edition with uh, everybody yesterday, even my wife, you know, she, this was one of the games that she hated losing with conference realignment. You know, this is a a fan base that really has a lot of respect for Nebraska, the team, and the fans as well. And so it was really exciting to get this game back. And I, I think Sooners fans couldn't be more excited heading into Saturday's matchup. Uh, Fox Big Noon kickoff is going to be there, which is going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's it's interesting. A lot of times you see those, those big time preview shows show up for games where it's ranked opponents or, you know, it has big time conference implications uh, like we've seen with tech uh, Oklahoma and Iowa state or, and obviously they they always show up for the red river shootout, Uh, but it's interesting, you know, to see them show up for a game like this where Nebraska just hasn't really been very good. They're not necessarily holding up their end of the bargain in college football at the moment. However, this just goes to show how big of a game this is on the college football landscape. I mean, there are other big games as well. You know, you have West Virginia and Virginia tech. That's another big game, uh, Alabama and Florida. That's huge. And so there, there are big games, big matchups that, you know, these places could be covering, but Fox big noon kickoff, obviously it's kind of the prime matchup for their, their Saturday schedule. And so of course they're going to be there. But it just goes to show that even though Nebraska is not ranked, this game still carries a ton of weight. And so that's a, that's a lot of fun, man. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun there in Norman and, you know, for Nebraska fans who have been coming to this game for decades, you know, there are going to be some fans there that remember those games back in the eighties. There might even be fans there that, that were there for the game of the century, you know, like college student in his twenties who went to the game of the century back in 1971 Maybe he's going to show up for the 50 year anniversary. I mean, I, who knows? It, it, it could be a lot of fun, man. And, and I think this is one of those matchups that is going to be fun that the, no matter what the talent level or potential talent disparity is, I think there's going to be some times in this game where it's going to be a lot closer than what we might think before. And I'll get to my predictions later in the show, but before it starts to kind of get out of hand. I think this is going to be one of those that oh, Nebraska's fired up for, you know, the, the guys that are playing for Nebraska, they remember, you know, the big 12 days where you know, Nebraska was kind of prominent, at least in the late 2010s or 2000 to 2010 and was competing for big 12 titles. And so, you know, those games with Oklahoma, they meant something then. 
and not having played this game for a decade, you know, obviously it loses a little bit of its luster because it's not a conference matchup, which it had been for the previous, you know, 86 meetings or something like that, but it still holds a lot of weight. And yeah, so they've, they've met 86 times. Oklahoma holds the edge 45, 38 and three. And uh, most recently kind of in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, they've held a pretty significant edge. Nebraska really started off with a really strong edge in the rivalry Went something like 15 and three, um, you know, they, they had a really good run there in the nineties when Oklahoma was really struggling to find its next head coach before, you know, between Barry Switzer and Bob Stoops, Nebraska under Tom Osborne really had a dominant run. Uh, but they just really haven't been able to capture that same level of success against Oklahoma over the years. And, uh, my buddy or colleague over at the uh, Sooners wire, he did a really great piece just to give you some, some insight and update or yeah, just insight really into the matchup. Some like really useful facts. And, you know, if you want to sound smart when you're at your watch party with your friends, this is a really good piece to look at. And, you know, he titled it, uh, new to the OU Nebraska rivalry, study these flashcards before Saturday. And it's really cool. It just has like how many times have they met, who holds the edge in the series, um, what happened the last time they played, um, and, you know, who has the biggest win? You know, obviously, like, there have been a lot of big-time matchups, matchups that led to national titles or conference championships. And, you know, I, and I've shared it. I shared it on the show yesterday, and I shared it with a ESPN radio show out of Lincoln, Nebraska on – what day was that? Wednesday. And they asked me what one of my favorite moments is. And I think for me, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm only been a really a Sooners fan for the last 15 or so years. But I think for me, one of my favorite moments is just the Paul Thompson season where he takes over for Rhett Bomar, doesn't, you know, have a full off season at quarterback because he's transitioning to wide receiver, getting ready to play wide receiver. Rhett Bomar gets in trouble in the, the summer, is dismissed, and Paul Thompson steps back in at quarterback. And yeah, it was a roller coaster of a year and, and the Oklahoma Sooners didn't necessarily meet the national title expectations that are generally set before them, uh, but they're able to win the big 12 and Paul Thompson was a big part of that. And to see just the, the way that the team was able to rally at different points in the season and then win a 21, seven game over Nebraska. I think it's just really cool. You know, Paul Thompson was, you know, he, he was willing to make that move to wide receiver just to help the team. And when they asked him to move back to quarterback, obviously he was going to do it to help the team, just a team guy. You know, we were fortunate to have him on the show last year and uh, just a, a class act and one of the nicest dudes that you'll ever talk to. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's why that one rings so, so uh, heavily in my mind because of just the guy that he is and the circumstances that, that went down before that season to see them be able to, to navigate those circumstances and overcome the obstacles and the adversity to be able to win a big 12 title. That just, it's just huge, man. It's really exciting. And, um, you know, obviously they've had other big time wins against Nebraska, some that were much bigger in the history of the rivalry, but to me, that's the one that just really sticks out in my mind. Um, and, and I know there's a lot for you and I look forward to hearing, some of those, I'd love for you to share those with me on our Twitter account at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast, just to hear your some of your favorite memories of the game and and 
I can't wait to see this game played. But coming up next, let's talk through some of the keys. We'll talk through the offensive keys and the defensive keys, what the Oklahoma Sooners have to do on either side of the football to win on Saturday. And then in the third segment, I'll give you my prediction and a couple bold predictions as well for this game. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Nope, sorry. I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes great. And it's great for you. They've got great flavors like coconut, coconut almond, cookies and cream, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite, and the mint brownie. That is also fantastic as well. They're always changing up their flavors, mixing it up to keep them fresh. So make sure you go to builtbar.com to check out what they've got to offer. You can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors and give them it all a try and see which ones are your favorite. And then you can order a box of 18 and get three different flavors in one package. That's usually what I do. And I try to mix them up a little bit just because I like them all. They're so good. And they're, they, like I said, they all taste great. I can't get enough of them. My wife loves them. Daughter loves them. They're just really, really good. They got 17 or 18 grams of protein, four or five grams of sugar, and anywhere from 130 to 180 calories. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And you can go to builtbar.com. You can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at builtbar.com. And now let's talk about some of the keys to the game. Let's start with the offensive side of the football. I think for this one, it's just continuing to do a lot of what you've done, especially in the passing game, you know, Spencer Rattler and Lincoln Riley have done a really, really good job at getting a lot of different wide receivers involved. And I, what I, why that's so important is because it makes it really difficult for a defense to key on a certain player, a certain route combination, a certain formation. If you're getting everybody involved, you know, Marvin Mims just had one catch last week against Western Carolina. You know, Mario Williams has, has had a lot of opportunities in his first couple of games we saw Jaden Hazelwood, Mike Woods get opportunities last week. They both scored touchdowns. We've even seen a Brian Darby involved. We've seen Cody Jackson. And so what's really great about this is that they're building the depth by getting a lot of different guys involved. They're getting the ball into a lot of different wide receivers' hands. You're, getting, you're seeing the H-backs and tight ends involved as well. And in the passing game, that again, that makes it really, really difficult for a defensive coordinator to scheme because you can't just say, hey, we're going to double Marvin Mims because he's their best wide receiver because then you got Mario Williams, Mike Woods, Jaden Hazelwood right there, ready to beat you as well. And they can do it in a variety of different ways. You know, Mike Woods and Mario Williams have shown a really adept ability at taking those bubble screens and making something happen with them. Jaden Hazelwood, he's showing a really nice back shoulder or fade ability, making some, you know, contested catches, athletic catches down the field. And we know Marvin Mims, he just got that great all around game. You know, he can win speed. He can win down the field. He can win with route running. He can win over the middle in the short area of the field as well. And so I think that's a huge key for this offense moving forward is every single week, making sure that they're getting everybody involved because the more that you get everybody involved, it just makes it that more difficult for wide receivers or for, sorry, for defensive coordinators to scheme against your passing attack. I think one thing I'd like to see them do is get Austin Stogner a little bit more involved in the passing game. You know, he's had a few opportunities, but it hasn't been one of those kind of breakout Austin Stogner type games where he's just dominating the middle of the field. I'd like to see them do that a little bit. Now he's going to have a tough, tough matchup against Nebraska. They got one of the best linebackers in the country uh, patrol in the middle for them. And so they'll have to be careful about how they, how they integrate Stogner into the passing game. You don't want to just continually run it down the, down the seam or over the, the middle, running those short outs, short ins, but definitely try to target him, make him a threat, make them 
consider the middle of the field and down the seams, because if you don't, then they're going to sit on some of those underneath throws and some of those sideline throws, which, you know, we know Oklahoma, they're going to use a full route tree with their wide receivers. And so the other thing I think is a really huge key offensively is Spencer Rattler just needs to play cool, calm and collected. He's a guy that can, you know, he, he can, sometimes play outside of what he's being asked to do. He can be someone who's looking for the big play as opposed to just taking what's there and what's given to him. But when he is settled and he's running the offense and he's being efficient and, and not necessarily looking to bomb it out, air it out every single time, then this is when Oklahoma's at its best. And he's good enough, obviously to hit those deep balls and he's good enough to take shots down the middle of the field. And I, and I expect him to do that. I expect him to throw a few deep balls to test this defense with guys like Mario Williams and Marvin Mims. But what you don't want to do, and you don't want to see Spencer Rattler do, is you don't want to see him thrown into double and triple coverage on a regular basis and just expecting his guy's going to come up with the football because that's, a, that's just how you get interceptions. And so, yeah, Spencer Rattler playing a clean game, you don't want to give them any life. Like The reason Tulane had any confidence at all is because of those early interceptions or the early turnovers that gave them an opportunity to get on the board first and then say, Hey, we can play with these guys. And it carried over into the second half, which made it a closer game. You know, Spencer Rattler, he was much more in control last week. They were methodical. They moved the ball down the field. Didn't have a ton of big plays in the passing game, but got them obviously to 45 points in the first half by just taking what was there and taking what the defense gave them. And if he does that, I mean, Oklahoma's offense is just deadly. You know, they don't, they're, they're going to be very difficult to stop because if the teams are willing to give them the un- underneath stuff, he's going to complete that every single day, all day, every day, you know? And if this is the way like teams are going to try and combat Oklahoma is by taking away the deep stuff, then man, Spencer Rattler is going to complete a ton of passes and he's going to just pick defenses apart because they're not going to be able to hold up a man forever and they're not going to be able to cover everybody in zone. And so this is where Spencer Rattler has a huge opportunity to build off a great week last week. And if he can, you know, take care of the football, avoid sacks, get the ball out quick, uh, you know, move the ball around, share it with a lot of different players. I think it's going to be a really good week for the Oklahoma Sooners offense. What you don't want to see him do is, is just be careless or reckless with the football, which is hard to, at times because he's a gunslinger. I mean, he's got that Brett Favre mentality. Like I, I'm going to fit the ball in any window against any coverage. It doesn't matter, but you just want him to have a little bit more respect for taking care of the football. Uh, you know, on defense, a lot of it comes down to, you know, watching Adrian Martinez and containing Adrian Martinez. You know, he's a guy that, he leads the Nebraska Cornhuskers in rushing. He has the most rushing yards of any non-running back in college football. Uh, but a lot of his rushing yards come off scrambles. According to Pro Football Focus, 247 of his 290, or sorry, 248 of his 297 rushing yards have come on scramble plays. So, you know, these are plays where he's dropped back to pass, didn't like what he saw or was under duress, and he had to run. And he's been great at it. He's been super effective. And so if you're Oklahoma and you're not able to contain that and keep him inside the pocket and make him work from the pocket, or if you're not going to spy him with somebody, then you're going to have a really long day because he's going to just pick you apart with, you know, with runs and he's athletic enough and, and good enough to do that. 
you know, I mentioned that they should spy him with somebody. And I think David Aguebu would be a perfect uh, person, a perfect player to spy Adrian Martinez. He's athletic, he's long, he's a great tackler and somebody that you can rely upon in the open field to bring down an athletic quarterback like Adrian Martinez. So get David Aguebu as the spy in the middle of the field, following Adrian Martinez, rush three, rush four, and then use, you know, set six or seven in coverage uh, with Aguebu as the spy. And yeah, it's going to be a long day for him. You know, if you're, if you're the, the front four, yeah, you can run some stunts, but you want to really just rush your gap. You don't want to be trying to play outside your gap, keep your gap integrity. If you start playing outside your gap, that's when Adrian Martinez has the opportunity to just take off on you. And you don't want to let him have, you know, a lot of running room in the middle of the field. You don't want to really let him get outside the pocket, outside containment, because that's where he's dangerous. I mean, in the first game against Illinois, he only completed like 50% of his passes. So he's not an, an exceptional passer by any stretch of the imagination. And so if you can keep him in the pocket and make him work from the pocket, he's not necessarily going to be able to pick you apart like a Spencer Rattler might. And so, yeah, that, that's a huge key for the defense. The other thing is going to be how, how well do they cover? I mean, Nebraska's got some pretty solid wide receivers. Uh, my, my guy Jay Atal, you know, he covered it over there at the Sooners Wire. Uh, there's one player in particular that can really um, cause some havoc and, you know, Samori Toure. And if, if they're not able to cover Toure, then it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean for that to rhyme. But, you know, the, the last we heard from Lincoln Riley, uh, Woody Washington was doubtful for this game, Billy Bowman. Um, it's rumored to be he's questionable. And if neither of those two guys can play, then you're looking at Latrell McCutcheon getting his second straight start, Jeremiah Cradell in the slot, both, you know, capable players, definitely talented enough to, to cover a guy like this, but it's going to create some challenges and it's going to create some matchup opportunities that Nebraska can take advantage of. You know, he's six foot three, he's a big guy. And so, you know, if, if McCutcheon is not able to handle the size, you know, it, it could create some difficulties for Oklahoma Sooners defense. And so, you know, they've got to, you know, make him work from the pocket. Don't let the wide receivers break contain. Don't let them get comfortable in the passing game uh, because that's, that's where they'll hurt you. That's where they're hurt. That's where, they're, uh, where they will hurt you. And, you know, so much of it's going to come down to what Isaiah Thomas, Nick Bonino, Jalen Redmond, and Perrion Winfrey do up the middle, Josh Ellison, how well they're able to put pressure on him. Because Adrian Martinez is one of the most pressured quarterbacks in college football uh, among FBS. He is probably the most pressured quarterback. I think he was like sixth in pressure rate among, you know, players that had at least 20% of the uh, most dropbacks in college football. Uh, but he had the most total pressures as well, but he's also played three games. So he's going to have a little bit more, but yeah, this is a guy that's going to be under pressure. Now, some of that could just be that he holds the ball too long. Uh, some of it is just could also be offensive line. And so if Oklahoma is able to get pressure, they need to convert that pressure into sacks. You can't just get pressure on quarterbacks. You got to be able to convert it into sacks. So those are the keys on offense. You want to spread the ball around, get the wide receivers involved. Spencer Rattler's got to take care of the football. And on defense, you got to contain Adrian Martinez, and you got to watch out for Samori Toure. If you don't keep those guys contained in your defense and stay true to your defensive scheme, it's going to be a long, long day. Again, David Aguebu, got to watch in this one. If Alex Grinch is smart, he's the guy that you should use to spy Adrian Martinez in the passing game. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get you my prediction for this matchup. 
as well as a few bold predictions as well heading into the game. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can set up parlays, you can get prop bets as well. The Bet Online website is updated and the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And now I want to give you my predictions for the game. But first, I want to start off with a few bold predictions. So offensively, I think this is going to be one of those games where both Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray total 100 scrimmage yards. Now we saw Kennedy Brooks play really, really well in the first game against Western Carolina. Now he's played well in both games, uh, but didn't just get a ton of touches. So I think this is going to be the first game where we see them both get anywhere from 12 to 15 touches in the game. And I think they're both going to total 100 yards. I think Eric, Eric Gray will get some of his in the receiving game, obviously. I think we see him break a big, you know, catch and run during a screenplay. I think Kennedy Brooks obviously is going to be the workhorse. He's going to be the guy that is going to carry the load in the running game. And so both of those guys are going to go over a hundred yards receiving, uh, sorry, a hundred total yards on the day. I think Spencer Rattler is going to have another 300 yard game, four touchdowns easily. You know, he might even threaten for five touchdowns in this game as well. Uh, I think the defense is going to play big. Yeah, I think we're going to see multiple sacks from the offensive line. I think Nick Bonito, Isaiah Thomas, and Perry on Winfrey all record a sack in this game. And I think Oklahoma is going to continue their turnover trend. You know, they, they've had three turnovers in each of the first two games, so they're averaging three turnovers a game. I don't necessarily think they'll hit three, but I think they'll get two. They'll get an interception, and they've been fantastic at forcing fumbles and recovering. I mean, they forced five fumbles this season and recovered five. And so I think they'll continue that trend as well. And they'll get another fumble uh, and fumble recovery. Uh, but as for my prediction, uh, obviously I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this one. I think the Sooners are the, the best team on the field. They're the team that has the most talent. And, you know, after that week one kind of scare against Tulane, I think we saw a revitalized and refocused uh, Oklahoma Sooners team. Um, in week two against Western Carolina to the chagrin of Western Carolina. Now, that's a team that probably didn't know what it was getting itself in for when they took that guarantee game because, man, Oklahoma came out playing angry and playing ready to make a statement, and they made a statement. I mean, 76 to nothing, and they held back in the third and fourth quarter. I mean, they could have scored 100 if they really, really wanted to. But, you know, kudos to Lincoln Riley for a little bit of sportsmanship on that one. So, yeah, got Nebraska going – or, sorry, got Oklahoma winning this one 42 to 20. I think it's going to be a close game probably in the first quarter, like we've seen against Tulane. But I think in the second, third, and fourth quarter, Oklahoma really breaks it open and just shows that they're the more talented team. I think, you know, Adrian Martinez is going to cause them some fits early in the game, but they'll adjust and, and understand that he's an athletic presence that they can't allow to run free and get outside the pocket. So big time matchup, a lot of fun, man. This is going to be a, a lot of fun. If you're going to the game, 
make sure that you uh, tag us in whatever pictures you take. Definitely retweet those and share those on social media. Uh, Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Again, we'd love to see your your, your takes, hear some of your experiences from your weekend in Norman if you're going to this game. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope you all have a lot of fun and a safe weekend. Enjoy the game wherever you're going to be, whether it's with family or friends in your home at a bar or at the game uh just have a lot of fun and you know enjoy your time uh but we'll be back to cover this game and cover the outcome and and share some takeaways from the outcome um, after it is done and uh, you can always follow the show on twitter at locked on sooners you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts on google apple spotify and the odyssey app and coming soon, we'll be joining the YouTube game. If you haven't seen it, a lot of the Locked On shows are getting on YouTube. So we'll be jumping on that bandwagon as well at some point here in the next little bit. But until we meet after the Oklahoma Sooners, hopefully, I'm predicting they're going to win, win this one. Uh, we'll cover it all after that. Again, my name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And make sure to go to read my work over at the Sooners Wire at USA Today.com. But until next time. Boomer sooner.